Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's more vital than ever that we are building sustainable homes that last and can support our way of life and work in harmony with the planet. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Hello, neighbors. When I think of a sustainable home, my mind instantly takes me back to the 1999 Disney original Smart House. In the movie, the Cooper family wins a smart home, complete with a computer, P-A-T, or Pat for short, who has natural conversations with the family. She picks up the house, including any spills or dirt on the floor, entertains the dog, and even connects with the dad's work computers so he doesn't have to commute to work. The smart house also controls the temperature, turns the lights on and off, and tracks the family's health so that they are as comfortable as possible in the home. Everything was self-sustaining and in this harmonious balance. The smart house was futuristic and full of technology, not too unlike our own homes nowadays. From the newest inventions like four-hour composters that are the size of toasters to smart thermostats, lighting, and even appliances that allow us to turn off lights, regulate the efficiency of our heating and air systems, and use less waste. All at the touch of a button. But is all that technology really necessary How have homes been built in the past to maximize efficiency and sustainability before they were in use? And what truly makes a home sustainable? We're going to answer some of those questions today. A sustainable home is a home that has been built and designed using environmentally friendly materials or appliances. Now, you might have heard eco-friendly home or green home, but they all mean about the same thing. The home is in harmony with its surroundings from the design phase. The materials are natural, recyclable, and non-polluting. And everything else in the house reduces energy consumption, saving resources and money. Sustainable homes are not a new fad, though. Many homes throughout ancient times were sustainable because they used natural local materials like stone, plaster, brick, mud, and wood. They used their materials efficiently and consumed less energy and resources than we do now. For example, Rethinking the Future tells us how rammed earth was a popular building method in the past. Rammed earth is exactly what it sounds like. It's just packed earthen materials. And they say rammed earth has excellent thermal mass, and it can hold heat for about 12 hours, after which it is radiated out. 
It has been extensively used in Middle Eastern and South Asian ancient architecture where homes were constructed using this technique to drastically reduce the temperature of the enclosed space. Wind towers were built into structures often in the Middle East to cool the interior, and homes constructed from mud and mud brick were just common throughout ancient times, and all three of those methods are still employed today. Everything all kind of changed, though, when the Industrial Revolution came and sparked people to use more materials and heating and cooling methods that relied on an inefficient energy supply. In the early 70s, we started to wise up and realize that the consumption rate of these natural materials was pretty much causing havoc on the planet. Research shows that the volume of natural resources used in buildings and transport infrastructure increased about 23-fold between 1900 and 2010. Even between 2000 and 2017, there was a massive increase in the global consumption of building materials. It tripled from 6.7 billion tons in 2000 to 17.5 billion tons in 2017. That number is expected to continue to grow, along with the demand for natural building materials as our population and standards of living rise. We also have to ensure that we are building these homes to achieve energy efficiency or net zero energy consumption so that we don't continue adding to our global climate crisis. It's more vital than ever that we are building sustainable homes that last and can support our way of life and work in harmony with the planet. So let's start with some examples of these types of designs. The first design you may be familiar with is tiny homes. What makes these homes so sustainable is that they have such a small footprint, meaning they often make little disturbance to the surrounding area. They use fewer materials and less energy to heat and cool. Some people have made tiny homes for as little as $500 with reclaimed materials, something that's really familiar in these types of builds, or with old storage containers that would have otherwise gone to a scrapyard. But don't be fooled, these homes are beautiful and functional, even with reclaimed materials. One of the most important benefits of a tiny home, to me, is the shift in mindset when you realize you don't need all of the stuff just sitting around in your home to be happy. Similar to tiny homes are prefab homes. These are sustainable because they ensure there is no waste in the construction process, unlike the building of traditional homes. They're like Ikea in that someone designs the parts of these homes somewhere else until they get to you and are put together. However, they're often made with high-quality, strong materials while having a lower price tag and energy footprint. Our next example is passive homes. Passive homes look like ordinary, beautiful homes with a full face of windows that most people would die for. But passive homes stand out from traditional homes by having a very low to no energy consumption without any active heating or cooling systems. 
they are well insulated with highly efficient southern facing windows. This allows the home to utilize the sun for their needs, but also use body heat, light bulbs, and heat from appliances within. They also incorporate strategies for air tightness, natural ventilation systems, heat recovery ventilators or HRVs, and as much fresh air circulation as possible, according to Sustainable 9. Earth-sheltered homes give a little nod to the past. Unlike the homes I've mentioned, which stand above ground, earth-sheltered homes are built into the soil and rock or are entirely underground. The goal is to use fewer materials like wood, resist extreme weather changes, and have a self-regulating climate without artificial heating and cooling methods. You can even create a passive solar earth-sheltered home if you want to be extremely sustainable. These earth-sheltered homes can be found in many parts of the world. In Iceland, homes that are reminiscent of the hobbit holes in the Shire, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, utilize stone, turf, and soil as insulation. In Cooper Petty, Australia, over 80% of the town's population lives in dugouts carved completely underground to keep them from extreme temperatures during the day. Now, that is ingenuity. On the other hand, zero-carbon homes lead a little bit more to the futuristic side of design. They deliver on the promise of no carbon emissions by using the latest and greatest technology to get energy from sustainable sources. They do this through high-efficiency insulation, solar water heaters, ground source heat pumps, and super energy-efficient windows. They have a carbon-negative footprint annually, but often can produce more energy than they need, giving it back to the grid. And resembling the smart house even more are homes like the Eco Capsule, which have a small footprint and can go completely off-grid. These mobile types of homes are completely self-sustaining. They power their needs with solar and wind and collect rainwater automatically. They're like little bean pods for families and can be placed anywhere, even on the tops of buildings or in open land. Now, that's just a few examples. There's a lot more, actually, but the main tenets of these designs are that they are made with a renewable energy source, water supply system, high-efficiency insulation, high-efficiency windows and doors, and are oriented to take advantage of the sun, shade, and wind. And as far as natural, recyclable, non-polluting building materials go— Wood, stone, cork, and brick are commonly seen in sustainable homes, but new material innovations are rising. Mycelium, or the network of mushroom roots under the earth, can be transformed into building bricks using their root-like fibers. Some studies show that along with being 100% biodegradable, the mycelium tissue can trap more heat than fiberglass insulation. It is fireproof, non-toxic, partly mold and water resistant, and stronger pound for pound than concrete. Mycelium continues to amaze me, and it would really create these awesome living structures. However, they're not really common yet, so we have to still look for other methods. 
3D printing homes are becoming more common. While it usually uses ABS, a form of plastic, for the filament, many 3D printing companies are experimenting with recycled materials like recycled concrete and plastics or biodegradable materials like soy, seaweed, and wood. And eco-bricks are another building material that's gaining popularity to deal with the world's plastic problem. Eco-bricks are plastic bottles filled with bits and pieces of used plastic to a set density. These bricks are solid and durable and have been used in the construction of masonry walls and columns, septic tanks, water reservoirs, multi-story buildings, and more. It's great because anyone can make them by collecting materials that otherwise would have gone to a landfill, like plastic bags, plastic packaging, styrofoam, cellophane, and straws, and stuffing them into a plastic bottle until it is packed enough to be a building block. The issue with these eco-bricks is that they are a temporary solution to our plastic problem. Since they don't break down and tend to leach chemicals, as plastics do, their actual impact is unclear. And whenever possible, using local materials will make a build more sustainable. Another part of a sustainable home is what you put inside when you build. Installing appliances with an A-plus energy rating, devices such as low-consumption showerheads, toilets with two usage options, or a rainwater collection system to control water use, and a highly energy-efficient water heater. So what does all of this have to do with you? Well, if you're ever planning on being a homeowner, remember that there are more ways than one to build a house. And many of those can be more sustainable and rewarding for you and your family in the long run. If you already own a home, you may be able to incorporate some of these design principles to make your home more sustainable. And if you never plan on building a home, understand that the principles of sustainable home building apply to almost any inhabitable space, including where you may visit or work. So sustainable design and building should be a future that we all should be encouraging and moving towards. For this week's Something to Grow On segment, I'll leave you with a quote by Stephen Gist. Sustainable architecture looks to the future by looking at the past. Building a sustainable home isn't just about making sure your house lasts. It's about helping the planet stay healthy for generations to come. By building with green materials and sustainable designs, you're choosing a future where our planet can continue to provide us with everything we need to live happily and healthily for years and years to come. So go ahead and roll out the welcome mat, home sweet, sustainable home. Until next time. Thanks for joining me, neighbor. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally at Lena Saintford. We all know 
change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.